Welcome to the next episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. Hi. Special edition Special today. Special edition. We are going to talk all about the Hero Workout Murph. Right. Uh, Murph is iconic, classic workout, huge in the CrossFit community and has grown um, substantially outside the CrossFit community as well. Yeah. So we're going to go all through. We're going to talk about the person that it's named after, Michael Murphy, um, his heroics and what ultimately brought him to his unfortunate death, um, how the workout Murph became to be as iconic as it is, and then all of the different ways that we can find your Murph for right. anyone, everyone to participate and take on the challenge that is Murph. So Lieutenant Michael Murphy was a Navy SEAL um, in the military during the Iraq and Afghanistan Operation Enduring Freedom in the early 2000s. So he was part of um, June 28th, 2005, part of Operation Red Wing. Um, the military dropped four Navy SEALs, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, Petty Officers Danny Diaz, Matthew Axelson, and Marcus Luttrell, 10,000 feet high in the Hindu Kush mountains of Afghanistan. The team was to provide reconnaissance for an impending action against a guerrilla leader named Ahmed Shah. Mm -hmm. And the plan twisted southward when some goat herders caught the team's position, and within hours, the SEALs were taking fire on three sides by a force of more than 50 anti-coalition militiamen. The SEALs, all wounded, were pinned against cliffs, which blocked the signal they needed to make a distress call. Right. So Murphy was killed on the 28th of June, 2005, um, after he left his cover position and went to a clearing away from the mountains, exposing himself to a hail of gunfire in order to get a clear signal to contact headquarters for relaying the dire situation and requesting immediate support for his team. He dropped the satellite phone after being shot more than 14 times, but picked the phone back up, finished the call. While being shot, he signed off saying, thank you, then continued fighting for his exposed position until he died from his wounds. So basically three out of four of these people died on the mountain. Mm -hmm. One person made it to safety. Um, and even worse still, they, they sent 16 people to, you know, evac them. And that, uh, those special forces services were shot down on the rescue mission. So just a terrible, terrible situation all around. Mm -hmm. um, they ended up making a movie out of it. Marcus Luttrell was the lone survivor, and they named the movie Lone Survivor. So really, really good, but like heartbreaking movie for sure. I believe he wrote a book too, yeah. Lone Survivor, and then yeah. it became the movie. Yeah. yeah, so if you've seen that movie, Michael Murphy is one of the characters, yeah. people featured in that movie. So incredibly, <laughs> yeah, incredibly heroic yeah. act of bravery to basically sacrifice himself yeah. to save his team. Yeah. So he's been given 14 awards and decorations, uh, the Medal of Armor, sorry, the Medal of Honor and the Purple Hearts. Um, and then they've named like a ton of different things off of him. He has, uh, there's the USS Michael Murphy, which is a Navy destroyer. Um, there's all kinds of different monuments. His high school has been named after him. Really, he's just like a hero. He's an American hero. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, politics and national allegiances aside, I think we can all just recognize like yeah. an incredible act of bravery when we see it, that he was just that guy. And there's a great article uh, written by Men's Health a couple years ago about him. You know, there's some quotes from his dad talking about what he was like as a kid. He was just that guy that yeah. was going to do something like that. And then um, sort of like an interesting bunch of circumstances. So this Dr. Joshua Appel, who was a member of CrossFit Albany. So this is in 2007. He's He hears about his CrossFit gym doing this workout called Murph. And he's like, I wonder if that's the same 
Murph because he happened to be in the military at the same time and he was part of the pararescue team that ultimately went in after this tragedy and extracted Marcus Luttrell and recovered the body of Michael Murphy. Right. So, um, yeah, just like a real serendipitous kind of situation that he, this um, you know former military officer doctor, happened to be in this CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. They were doing Murph um, and then realized that that was a person that he knew personally. So, so he was the one that basically made it into a fundraising event that was sort of like nationally starting to be done. Yeah. So uh, Michael Murphy had found CrossFit and this was the early days. There was only, they said 13 CrossFit gyms at the time, but where the original CrossFit HQ in Santa Cruz, California, the one that Greg Glassman started way back when was just down the road from Camp Pendleton where the SEALs would train. So they had a a strong tie to the military and lots of these Navy SEAL guys would come and train um, at the original CrossFit in Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. So when he decided to enlist in the military, Michael Murphy um, started training for what he thought would be the needs of a military officer. And then he found CrossFit. And so they figured they needed to train CrossFit style, but for the specific needs of a SEAL. So they push, they pull, they lift, uh, they wear body armor. Um, so he put together this workout that Michael Murphy called body armor. Yeah. Starts and ends with a one mile run and then evolves a hundred pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 air squats. Yeah. And he figured he had done three previous tours in where was he? Jordan, Qatar, and Djibouti. And then his fourth tour took him to Afghanistan. But he put this workout together because he's like, very little equipment. Yeah. You can do this anywhere. They always have body armor, even if they don't have other weights or anything. And they can almost always find a tree branch or a door frame or something to do some pull-ups on. So it became um, a workout. And they had done it, I think they said three times at the original CrossFit gym yeah. before uh, Michael Murphy had died. And then they decided to name the workout after him because it was his favorite workout. He called it body armor. So they said this was CrossFit.com, August 18th, 2005. So a couple months after he died in action. And they said this will forever be known as Murph, named after him. The print is kind of small here. Um, and so they said partition the pull-ups, push-ups, and squats as needed. And that yeah. was part of um, part of the challenge of Murph. So they said it was very... Um, good at creating camaraderie right. among the guys because they would all do the first mile run together. So it led to a lot of camaraderie and team cohesion, but because it called for partitioning the reps, there was some strategy involved. Right. So keeping in mind, it was meant to be done as a military training exercise to get ready for combat. They go, here's your mission. You need to execute the mission as fast as possible, partition the reps as needed right. in order to make it as fast as possible. So the partitioning is part of the workout. Right. It's part of the challenge. Um, right from its earliest originations, the strategy is part of it. Yeah, and I think people will see it written on the website as 100, 200, 300, and mistakenly assume that that's the full MRF, that's mm-hmm. the RX MRF, but it's not. The goal was to complete the mission as quickly as possible. With some strategy. And, and yeah. MRF, and remember, this is like out in the desert using who knows what for pull-ups, his average times were around 32 to 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. So he's a Navy SEAL. He's very a Navy fit SEAL, guy. Super fit. <laughs> yeah. And like he did this one frequently, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the stimulus. That's the goal. That's the thing. It's like, how fast can you get this mission done? Mm-hmm. So that's like the origination of the workout. Yeah. And so then it showed up on CrossFit.com in 2005. It started to become a thing that other CrossFit gyms would do. So this was 2007. This uh, Dr. Appel goes, hey, like, we should make this a Memorial Day thing. We right. should, this is a great workout. 
Um, he felt personally connected to the challenge of it. So they, the first year there was like 15 of them on Memorial day, decided to do Murph wearing their body armor. Dr. Appel said he kept the body armor he wore when he recovered Murphy's body. Um, so it had, you know, strong significance to him. And then it grew from there. It yeah. just became a bigger and bigger event with more affiliates doing the same thing. Eventually they made a website and they created a foundation, the Murph foundation, which funds, um, education. Michael Murphy felt strongly that, um, education was freedom. So it's a scholarship foundation. So now they have, um, the Murph challenge. It's a whole website. You can sign up, you can do fundraising, you donate, you get a t-shirt, um, and it goes into the Michael Murphy scholarship fund. And so this Dr. Appel was, um, quite a big player in bringing the Murph challenge and the Murph foundation to the wider world. So it's, um, that's kind of where it took off and gained significance. And it's certainly branched out outside of the CrossFit community. This men's health article that I'm kind of flipping through, they talk about um, Chris Pratt did it yeah. and The Rock the did Rock. it and John Krasinski from The Office and Danica Patrick. So like you'll see on Instagram more like non-crossfitters, but taking on yeah. this challenge. So I think as it grew outside the CrossFit community, there are some things that people who are not typical CrossFitters need to understand about yeah. what this workout represents. For sure. Um, so... Now they call it the Murph challenge because I think, you know, they said they needed to make it clear that like, that's a big workout. It was done by Navy SEALs. These guys are no joke. You can't just like not train for this kind of thing and take on the full Murph and wear vests. You're like, you you know, you'll die. (laughs) This isn't a fun run 5k you do with your friends. Yeah. But I, I love this quote and this is Dr. Appel. My saying is what's your Murph. You don't have to be a Navy SEAL to do this workout. Sure. It helps, but you can scale it and anyone can do Murph. Can't do pull-ups. Okay. Do ring rows. Can't run. Okay. You got a row. Even if you're in a wheelchair and you're 90 years old, we can create something for you. Right. So I want everyone to do Murph. I want everyone to take on something a little harder than usual, a little longer than usual, um, train for it, you know, and I always say there's no complaining in Murph, you know, you don't get to be, you don't get to be a princess. You don't get to be, (laughs) need your favorite bar. You don't get to be a whiny baby basically (laughs) on Murph day. Cause this is, you know, if we keep in mind, this is a guy that would do this workout in the desert of Qatar, you know, doing pull-ups on a door frame or something. And then this is the kind of guy that in a hail of gunfire um, made the call to save his buddies like and signed off saying, thank you. Yeah. You don't get to, yeah. this is the day to be tough for sure. Basically. So, but we also need to be smart, smart That's right. and tough on Murph day. Um, so when we do an entry level Murph, like first time around, we, we generally realize that like the volume is the problem, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll use a 30 minute clock. And we'll say, okay, everybody's going to do the run. Because even if you, you know, walk and jog and run and whatever, you do. You can get around it, the block. The mile is our, mile block. Yeah. And so let's say it takes you 10 minutes to do your run. You now have 20 minutes to work through as many rounds of Cindy, which is five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats, as you can get with that 30-minute clock running. Mm-hmm. So let's say you get 12 rounds done. Uh, we hit 30 minutes. You go out the door and you do your final run. So that, that version is going to make you somewhere in the like 40 to maybe 42 or 43 minute range with both runs and a, a 20 minutes worth of Cindy. right? Yeah. And a decent amount of volume. Yeah. So that partitioning, partitioning the reps means any order you want. Yeah. Um, we always just recommend Cindy because it's like a, a, a pretty standard thing that we do all the time. And like the it's, math works out <laughs> and it's a very manageable number of each of those movements, right? Five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 squats. You can keep a pretty good pace going on, on those reps. Yeah. 
years ago, I made this Murph poster and I'll put it up here of lots of different partitioning options. Yeah. So classic style is rounds of Cindy. Um, my personal favorite is the push-up saver sets of 10 push-ups at a time does start to slow me down at some point. So I usually go five push-ups, five pull-ups, the other five push-ups, and then the 15 air squats. Right. And that seems to be just enough. I can usually stick to the sets of five. Sometimes I'll do six push-ups, five pull-ups, four push-ups, 15 air squats, whatever. Right. The idea is splitting them up a little more to keep the pace, right? If we keep in mind that the point was to execute the mission as fast as possible, that's that's how I do it as fast as possible. So I don't get yeah. stuck resting yeah. too, too long. Um, so, you know, lots of different options. We could be doing ring rows and jumping pull-ups and box push-ups and air squats. Like yeah. all of that's totally fine. Um, once you can do 20 rounds of Cindy. So by the 30 minute mark, once you can get your mile run and 20 rounds of Cindy done. So if you can run faster than a 10 minute mile, you maybe run it in eight minutes. You've given yourself 22 to get your rounds of Cindy. Yeah. Um, then the next one is maybe we give you a little bit. So maybe you do scaled movements like jumping pull-ups or box push-ups, and we keep repeating the scaled movements until you can get 20 rounds. So you get accustomed to the volume, right. but like lesser difficulty. Then the next one would be, we'd give you up to 40 minutes to, to RX the movements. So now right. you're doing full pull-ups, full push-ups, yeah. but now you, we give you a little bit longer up to 40 minutes to get your mile run. And then you at the 40 minute mark, that's like the time cap and you go do the, the last mile run. And we keep repeating that version until you can get 20 rounds of Cindy. Yeah. So that one has you done around 50 ish. Yeah. And minutes. that would be like a full RX Murph because you're doing the full volume of the full movements. Mm -hmm. so yeah. So once you've gotten your 20 rounds of Cindy with that version, then you've done a full Murph. Yeah. And then you would try to get repeat that the full Murph until you can do it under 40 minutes. Yeah. So now you're doing under 10 minute miles. You're doing your 20 rounds of Cindy under 20 minutes and you're coming in like 35, 38, 39 minutes. You're under 40. Yeah. Once you can do it at the speed, then you would add the vest. Right. And then you kind of go back to um, giving yourself a little bit longer up to the 40 minute time cap because now the next level up is to add the body armor. Yeah. So usually 20 pound vest for the guys, 14 pound vest for the girls. Although some of the original guys that were involved in the Murph workout said, you just wore whatever body armor yeah. you had. Like some of the guys, depending on your position and rank, were wearing heavier gear and some of them were wearing different stuff. They just wore whatever was their gear they were going to wear yeah. in the military. So generally now though, it's 20 pound yeah. for the guys, 14 for the girls. Um, we could also add difficulty or like level up by trying to do bigger sets. Right. If you can do bigger sets, there's less transition time. It will be faster. If so you can then, hold on to the If pace. you can hold on to it, right? So yeah. once you're good at volume and you can do big sets. So there's a version that you do five rounds of 20 pull-ups, 40 push-ups, and 60 air squats. If you can do, be doing those sets largely unbroken, um, it'll go faster because yeah. there's just less time lost to transition time. Um, do you want to talk about... The CrossFit Games. Yeah. So, so. The, the 2015 CrossFit Games. We were there. We were there. And it was very hot on the field that day. It was in California. It was in California. Um, and they did an unpartitioned Murph with a vest on. So we're talking the CrossFit Games, the highest level of athlete in CrossFit. And it was devastating. <laughs> people were being taken out on stretchers. Um, people were passing out heat exhaustion. It was just like... 
it was debauchery. We and, watched Annie Thoris' daughter yeah. like collapse, like her legs gave out trying to come around into the stadium on the last run. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, they're in a competition, right? So they are pushing the limits for sure. But the, you know, the, the level of effort compounded with the like vests in the heat um, compounded with the fact that it was an unbroken Murph, like it was rough, right? And they noted though that Murph was done in the desert. Yeah. With body armor on. So yeah. those CrossFit Games athletes doing it in the heat of Southern California in the StubHub Center, that's what it was. For that sure. was the challenge. But it it broke some of them. And for sure. And when you looked at the times, like the fast people were still like in and around that 40 minute range, right? So I think they said BKG, Bjorgman Carl Goodmanson did it like 38 minutes yeah. or something. Yeah. So they're, even though with all those, you know, extra levels of difficulty, they're still in and around a reasonable amount of time on Murph, right? Mm -hmm. So it's great that at that level, people are able to do that kind of thing. But if you are just an average CrossFitter who struggles to get, you know, 10, 15 rounds of Cindy in 20 minutes, you are not ready to try to do an unbroke, like an unpartitioned, you know, weight Murph vest, vest Murph. Yeah. It's just, it's going to take you an hour and a half or longer. And at that point, you are now resting and standing around longer than you're, you're working. And if we go back to the origination of the workout as a military mission, if you're standing around and taking two hours to execute the mission, I think you, you failed. failed the mission. Yeah. I think, think mission it. over. So I, I feel like when they did it unpartitioned in the CrossFit games, it was 2015. I feel like a lot of people took that to mean that the only way to do Murph is unpartitioned. If it's not unpartitioned, it's not a real Murph, yeah. which is false. Yeah. And then a few years later, they redid it. And the this, next year. Oh, it was the next 2016, year. Okay. Yeah. So they redid it this time, the five round version, right? Yeah. So still big sets, but they did get to break it up. And, you know, way less devastating. Plus people kind of like that were there for both years had that reminder, like, okay, this isn't something I can just like show up for and whatever, I got to prep for this. Mm -hmm. So I think they told them ahead of time by a, a fair amount that they were going to be doing a Murph that year. And, and they did kind of warn them, like, be ready because it, mm -hmm. it could be super hot and it could be whatever. And it's like, you know, give them a little bit of a, a thing to prep for. I think it's important to, uh, to note that even the programmers of the CrossFit Games acknowledged that doing an unpartitioned Murph was a terrible idea because when they did it again the next year, they did a partitioned version. Yeah. So if, the, if there was one like myth out there that I could bust about this, it's that yeah. it, you're supposed to partition. The strategy is part of it. Yeah. That an un, it, the point of Murph isn't just to make it so hard and heavy and long that it takes two hours. It's yeah. not the point of this whole thing. For sure. So the main the main point of the workout is, is the total movements and the volume, right? That's yeah. what makes it really difficult is it is a lot of volume, but a lot of volume spread out over a long time. The intensity drops, it mm -hmm. makes it not as hard. So if you use a vest and that adds 20 minutes to your time, you're not ready for a vest. Yeah. If you can, you know, do that same full workout, um, partitioned in a way that allows you to get it done in like 40 minutes or less, you're probably ready to try it for a vest. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you go straight from like Cindy style with no vest to game style with a vest, right? You got <laughs> yeah. like baby step in all of the different areas because all those things make it more difficult. I think the first time I got Murph under 40, the next time I did it with the vest, I wore the vest for the first half. Yeah. I did the first run with it and the first 10 rounds of Cindy and then I took it off to keep the speed because I just recognized that my pace was dropping and I was losing the mission. Yeah. And so I dropped some of the gear 
So there, even that was like a hybrid version where I did the second half and the last run without the vest. Yeah. Cause I, I just recognized that I wasn't keeping the appropriate stimulus yeah. of the workout. There are some other partitioning options that I think are kind of fun. Um, mini sets, 33 rounds of three pull-ups, six push-ups, and nine squats. Sometimes that works better for people. You don't yeah. get hung up on any one thing, especially if you want to like try to RX the pull-ups and push-ups and you just want to do three and six at a time. It leaves you with one little funny round at the end of one pull-up, two push-ups, and three air squats. That's the round you tear your hands on. <laughs> the one pull-up at the, the one end. Pull up. Damn it. The 99th to the 100th pull-up. <laughs> Um, the leg saver. So sometimes people will find after you've done 300 air squats, you go to do that last mile run and you're like just running with these like tree trunks that <laughs> don't want to move. So you can do 15 rounds of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 20 air squats. And then the last five rounds, you're only doing five pull-ups and 10 push-ups. You're letting yeah. your legs have a break the last few minutes before you run out the door. And then maybe that last run goes a little better for you. Um, any of those options. I have seen people just wing it. Yep. And just like, I don't know how your brain keeps track yeah. of the reps, but they're just being like, oh, I'm going to do 30 air squats. Oh, I'm going to do seven pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just sure. Away. Yeah. If you want to just wing it, whatever keeps you moving yeah. is what works. For sure. For sure. Um, and then like, as this workout branched outside of the CrossFit community, I think the other big thing that people need to appreciate is that there are standards mm -hmm. and we work with integrity on those standards. Yeah. And so I have seen people, non-crossfitters say, oh, I did Murph. And they're posting these times of like 28 minutes or 31 minutes. And then you see the video and it is garbage. Yeah. Half rep everything. Half rep, bro reps, and like not going all the way down on push-ups, not standing up on air squats, you know, not straightening arms on pull-ups. And I consider that to be extremely disrespectful For sure. to the memory of this very heroic person to just basically like shit on his favorite workout with garbage movements. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it makes me like upset when I see stuff like that. I wish it didn't, but yeah. it kind of does for people that just like, they don't understand. They don't know what they don't know. And then they're out there to just brag about it, which also really rubs yeah. me the wrong way to be like, I'm so fast at Murph when he just cheated basically yeah. the whole time. Like, and mm -hmm. like you said, they probably don't know what they don't know. Cause they've never actually like mm -hmm. had anybody tell them any different. But yeah. We're telling you now. And I mean, we're preaching to the choir, right? Like we literally, yeah. there's a banner on the wall that says, leave no doubt, right? That's our integrity piece. You leave no doubt that every rep was legit, that, you know, if you were on video, that every rep would be a good rep. And that counting if you had it, accurately, counting accurately, if you had a judge next to you, it would be the exact same, right? Yeah. It would be no different than what you're doing in that moment. So to honor the memory of a guy that obviously lived his life with a, like an unbelievable amount of integrity mm -hmm. and willingness to sacrifice for the greater good and all that kind of stuff that we honor that memory by yeah. working as hard as we can, executing the mission as fast as we can, moving with integrity, doing it while not complaining yeah. and that's <laughs> being a, tough about it. You that's know? only, that's the whole point of the hero workout in general, not just Murph, right? It's mm -hmm. like take some time to suffer to like, acknowledge the suffering that other people have done for the greater good. You yeah. know, like it's, it's just, that's what hero workouts are all about. Mm -hmm. And know? it is, it's just a, it's become a thing in the CrossFit community. It's how we honor the memory yeah. of those people. And, you know, different people have or different cultures have different ways of, of honoring, um, you know, the deaths of people and heroes in their world. And through the CrossFit community, we do it through like fitness. Yeah. And it's just it's how we do it. Yeah. So we usually do a Murph 
Monday of the May long weekend and usually again in the fall. Yeah. So we're in a weird situation here because we go into Murph and it's like, we've just started running, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's kind of a real kick in the teeth to like jump into your first few running workouts with two mile runs. Um, so we try to do way more prep leading up to Murph than we do any other workouts um, just because it is a very big one and we don't want people to get hurt and we want people to feel prepared. So we do a lot more prep um, in the like four to six weeks leading up to Murph. But then we try to do it again at the end of the summer um, when we've had a full summer of, you know, running and just basically being outside more. Yeah. Um, so I always like to tell people your May long weekend version should basically be set a standard. Like, mm -hmm. what do I need to do to, to get through this quickly and make it and feel good afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. Set your standard. And then in the fall, when we repeat, that's the one where you try to like PR or improve on your last result. Or if you crushed it the first time, you can add some difficulty on the second time. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's like, we give you two chances in the year. Yeah. So that I never wear a, a vest the first one, the, yeah. the spring one. I try my spring goal is to get it under 40 and then, you know, run a little more and get a little faster through the summer. And then if I'm going to add the vest, I always do it on like the second yeah. take of the year. Um, so unless you've, unless you've done Murph under 40 minutes, you have to earn that first. You should not be putting a vest on. Yeah. If you haven't done a Murph under 40 minutes. That's I've, I had only ever done a couple of real, real slow Murphs with a vest, but then now my most recent Murph, I was a lot faster than expected. So now I'm like, oh crap, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to invest <laughs> in pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. And we do it to. the last couple of years we've done it with Atlas. Yeah. He ran with us last year was his first RX Murph. Yeah, he did, did the full thing. He did AMRAP rounds of Cindy in how long it took me to finish the full volume. Right. So he did RX pull-ups and push-ups and air squats, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think he got 13 rounds in the yeah. time it took me to get 20. Yeah. So I think this year, another year of training, he'll try to do the full thing. Yeah. And it's still hard. Like that's what I think people don't, don't realize is that like, if you get through 13 rounds in like 20 minutes of Cindy style stuff, like those 13 rounds in your first 20 minutes are going to be a lot more intense, a lot harder than doing seven rounds in the next 20 minutes, just yeah. slow. And like, you're doing one push up at a time. It's like your, your body's just being broken down, right? You're, you're destroying all your, your muscles and ligaments and bones and everything but your yeah. your intensity is so low that you're basically just suffering you know like you're not really benefiting anymore from that so yeah you know like we said figure out a way to to make it fast and and use it as an opportunity to come up with a strategy and test it out and then retest it in the future yeah and it's you know we kind of lots of crossfit is like playing along with the very fit people so yeah. this is where you get to play along and pretend you're a navy seal so put yourself in the mindset of like mm -hmm. okay you're training for something serious you're going to execute a mission you need to do this as quick as possible yep. how are you going to do it what's your strategy what's going to get you there yep. the fastest and make the strategy part of the fun it's yep. part of the part of the challenge part of the fun so um if you would like to know more i'm going to post the link to this men's health article it's awesome it really tells you a lot about like the history of the person that was murph and i think that's really um, cool to understand the kind of person that this is named after. It has lots of good information about the Murph Foundation, um, the Murph Challenge. Now, um, they actually include on the Murph Challenge website, like for people outside of the CrossFit world, like different training programs to kind of prepare you to do these yeah. big things so people don't bite off more than they can chew. They have some partitioning options or even, you know, they have some things on there. Like they said in the quote, can't run. Okay, you're going to row or you're going to air bike or you're going to do something else. But, you know, there's still a way, even if you're in a wheelchair, 
you're gonna ski erg, you're gonna do ring rows, you're gonna do, you know, um, box push-ups. like there's a way, no yeah. matter what, that you can work as hard as you can, you can execute the mission, you can honor the memory of the guy that was Lieutenant Michael Murphy. Yeah. All right, so looking forward to it. Monday of the May long weekend, it's coming. Yeah, coming up soon. Yeah. See you guys there.